Welcome everyone to episode 18 of Ohio Unsolved. I'm your host Matthew, and I think I've got a pretty good episode for you guys today. We're going to hear about the mysterious death of the Hooker brothers from New London, Ohio. So let's just get on with the story. Everyone sit back, lock those doors and windows, and get ready for Ohio Unsolved. seem to find any early information on the brothers, so I'll just have to give you guys what I could find. Joseph and Edward Hooker were both wealthy landowners in New London, Ohio. They were both homebodies. They rarely left their home or socialized with other people, which led to rumors of the brothers keeping all of their money hidden somewhere inside their house because they didn't trust banks. While it's true that they never left their home, they did in fact have a bank account where they kept most of their wealth. Based on my research, the brothers were forced to sell 80 acres of their land by the village of New London for a new reservoir. A new reservoir was needed to prevent any more flooding to the local farmland. There were two other locations that had been considered but they ultimately decided on the brothers' land because it would cost much less money than the other two locations. They did not want to sell their land because it was the most important thing to them, and they tried everything in their power not to sell. Eventually, they had a condemnation lawsuit filed against them, and the day before the hearing, they finally settled out of court for $80,000. After this day, the brothers grew to deeply resent the village and they also threatened to shoot anyone who came on to what remained of their property. They almost completely stopped going into town and were only ever seen going to the local A&P store. They were never seen going into the bank, which led to the rumors that they didn't trust the bank, and that rumor would ultimately lead to their deaths. On January 18, 1974, Joseph and Edward Hooker were killed in their home by Jeer Crawford and Thomas Hedges. The two men broke into the brothers' home to steal their money. The two men shot Joseph and Edward and managed to only steal $5,000 and a few guns. The next day, at around 11 a.m., a friend of theirs named Herbert Allen came by and found them dead and called the police. While it wasn't true that they didn't trust banks, in fact, they kept the majority of their money in the bank. 
but according to a reporter that spoke to a bank teller, $10,000 is the amount that they would keep in their possession. The murderers were only able to get away with $5,000. But when the police came to investigate the killings, they found over $2,000 taped under their kitchen table that was mostly 1s, 5s, 10s, and 20s. And another $2,000 was found un under other furniture scattered around the house. The two men that killed them, Jeer Crawford and Thomas Hedges, were both caught pretty quickly after the murders. Thomas Hedges went back to Indianapolis and he was caught after he went into a police station to complain about police cars constantly around his home and police talking to his family and neighbors, asking questions about him. Jeer Crawford was able to evade the police for four days. He was caught after trying to check himself into a mental health hospital. While I can't find any information on their trials, they are still in prison to this day. The people of New London, Ohio, still talk about this tragic murder that happened all based on rumors. In fact, there are still rumors about the Hooker brothers to this day. Some people believe that there's still money hidden inside their old home. There are also rumors that the ghosts of the two brothers remained on the property to protect their remaining money and land. While many people believe this to be true, it's difficult for people to actually go to try and search their old home, either due to fear of the spirits or because the house is surrounded by a barbed wire fence, which makes it hard for anyone to trespass. I really wish that there was more information online about this story. It's such an interesting story to read about. I, I need more info on this. Do I have any listeners from New London that might know more that I didn't include? Please reach out if so, so I can do an update in a future episode. Now our next story is two scary encounters one girl had. The story is from yourghoststories.com, and I'll be reading from the author's perspective. Over the summer, about four years ago, I was living with my dad in Lima, Ohio. We were homeless, and we were part of a program that housed families that were homeless. There were only two families at the time, ours and another. One week we'd stay in a church, and the week after we'd stay in a motel. This happened during church week, but it wasn't in the church, it was in the program's building. My stepmother was doing laundry at the time, and I was relaxing in a chair in the next room. There were still a few hours left to go until my dad got off work so I decided to try and take a nap, since I hadn't been sleeping very well. I dozed off and began dreaming. The dream took place in one of my old houses, and in the dream, I was relentlessly searching for my red candle, which in reality was very sacred to me. After nearly tearing the house apart, and at this point very flustered, I walked outside and saw my candle sitting on the edge of the I picked it up to find etchings in the wax, and this sent me into a total rage. I began to yell and scream, completely freaking out and going off about my candle. The more I yelled, I realized I was changing. It was no longer me, but something absolutely sickening. 
The woman, if that's what you want to call her, had patches of long, wiry brown hair. Her skin was just disgusting. Her teeth were rotted and broken. The irises of her eyes were red and the whites were bloodshot. Frightening and sickening all at the same time. In the midst of this horrid woman screeching, I jolted awake and I found myself staring at the clock. Only about 10 minutes had passed since I dozed off. I could hear Jess, my stepmother, in the next room and she was doing laundry. So I decided to get up and go hang out with her until it was time to pick my dad up. It was then that I realized that I couldn't move. I tried with everything in me but to no avail. Panicked, I immediately opened my mouth to try and call out to Jess, but I could only get some wheezes out. I struggled for what felt like a lifetime to get out of that chair. Finally, I felt a sort of relief of pressure and shot up like a rocket into space. I bolted out of the room, found my stepmother, and shared my strange experience with her. It wasn't until weeks later that I read on the internet about the old hag syndrome. Before then, I had never heard of such a thing in my entire life. But as I read up on it, it slowly dawned on me that the disgusting woman from my dream related to this old hag. I was definitely in shock. And as for the second experience, I was at my grandmother's. I was sleeping on the couch in the living room. Now to help you visualize, I will give a description of my grandmother's living room. When you walk in from the kitchen, there's a couch to the left. Move forward and there's a recliner by the hallway door and a recliner on the right side of the room. Just past the recliner on the left is another couch and beyond that, a wall that contains a single window. Anyway, I was in the middle of dreaming about vampires. I was following a man down a hallway, watching as he entered very large double doors. At that moment, I fell and hit the marble floor. It was then that I heard a noise, one that jolted me from my sleep. The first thought to cross my mind was that my mother was running outside because her boyfriend had gotten into an accident and he was, as he was leaving for work. My eyes snapped open, expecting to see my mother running past, but there was nothing but complete darkness. The sound I was hearing can only be described as a herd of buffalo running right past me. I was still hearing the noise and was staring straight ahead toward the window by the other couch. Of course, I became confused. I went to sit up and further examine the room, when once again I found that I was completely unable to move. Panic swept over me and I immediately tried to call out to my mother. This time though, I wasn't even able to open my mouth. I couldn't make a single noise. I tried moving fingers and toes and nothing. So I thought to myself, if I pretend to fall back asleep, maybe I could move again. So I shut my eyes. I was overcome by an odd sensation, as if I was sinking down into the couch, followed by another relief of pressure. I opened my eyes once more, jumped up off the couch and ran into the kitchen where I flipped the lights on. I fell against the counter, heart pounding, and began to laugh it off, saying, if you were trying to scare me, you were successful. 
After a few minutes, I shut the lights off and laid back down on the couch. Unable to fall back asleep, I looked around the room and was hit with a sudden realization. I was staring at the window again and realized that when I was unable to move, I could not see the window. Here I was, staring at it, seeing the faint light from outside shine through, but when I was restrained, I saw only black where the window should have been, as if something were standing in front of it, blocking it from my view. I was a bit creeped out, so I just turned toward the back of the couch, shut my eyes, and forced myself back to sleep. Two very creepy stories. No matter how many stories that I read about any kind of sleep paralysis, it freaks me out. That is definitely one thing that I hope that I never experience. But if any of you have had this happen and would like to share your story, please reach out to me so I can include it in a future episode. Now I've got one more story for you guys today, and this one is from the same author as the last two. And it comes from the same website, so let's just get into the story. This took place about a year ago or so. My ex-boyfriend and I had just returned to my grandmother's after spending a few hours hanging out with his friend, Robbie. Upon entering my grandmother's house, we found that she was in the kitchen tidying up. We stopped and started up a conversation with her. My ex and I standing in front of the refrigerator which is about 10 feet away from the living room doorway, so I could see the living room and my peripheral vision, and my grandma was standing in front of the oven, which is on the direct right of the living room doorway, so she was unable to see into the living room. In mid-conversation, I decided to grab a water from the fridge, so I turned to my left, so now I was staring directly into the living room, and as I turned and opened the refrigerator, I saw something as my vision spanned across the living room. There was a rather large man standing in between the windows and the TV at the far end of the living room. He was so tall that his head almost touched the ceiling fan. Not only was he tall, but he was extremely muscular, absolutely huge. I couldn't see any of his features though, he was simply a solid black figure. I could not see the wall through him, and he was actually blocking off some of the TV, which I too could not see through him. He was completely black, though in that moment I knew our eyes met, and I knew that he knew that I saw him. It all happened so quickly, like in the blink of an eye. I did a double take, but he was gone just as quickly as he came. I was rendered speechless by it. I was so confused, I had no idea what had just happened, but I was certain that I saw that man. I saw him just like I'd see any of you, only it was like he was cloaked in a shadow. The story doesn't end here. A couple of weeks later, my ex was at work and it was getting late into the night. I was feeling tired and tried to fight off my drowsiness, but finally I surrendered. I turned off the Xbox and the TV and I laid in bed, closed my eyes and in total silence and darkness as I made an attempt to catch some Z's before my ex got home. 
I was still fully awake and beginning to realize that I probably wasn't going to be falling asleep. I began contemplating getting up and playing some more Skyrim or The Sims 3. I hadn't opened my eyes just yet and was still laying there when I heard a very deep masculine voice say, her name is Kayla, in my right ear. My eyes snapped open and I just laid there in total silence, wondering what the heck I had just heard. To me, it sounded like he was talking to someone else, telling a third person who I was. I casually got up and turned everything back on. Screw sleep, I decided, so I just played video games until my ex got off work and came home. Once again, another very creepy story. Shadow Man stories have always freaked me out. I've never personally seen one, and a part of me hopes that I never do. Unless, of course, I'm with someone else and they can see it. Then I won't feel like I'm going crazy. Who out there has seen a Shadow Man themselves? I would love to hear about it. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode. I really hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, please rate and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. A five-star rating really goes a long way in helping other people find us and join in on the fun. Also, make sure to share with all your friends and family that like this kind of content. If you're not already, join us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram for all news ahead of new weekly episodes. If you do enjoy this podcast, please consider helping support us on Patreon. There's three tiers to choose from, and currently two bonus episodes that are exclusive to my patrons. The third episode should be up in the next few weeks. I'd also like to thank my newest patron, Samantha. Thank you, Sam, so much for joining, and I hope that you enjoy the bonus episodes. Also, stick it up your butt. Once again, thank you all for listening. I see my numbers growing daily, and it makes me so happy that so many of you are coming back week after week to listen to my podcast. Thank you. Now with all that being said, make sure to keep your doors and windows locked and stay ready for Ohio Unsolved. <laughs>